Hey everybody, I bet you can't name 10 candy bars in the time it takes to get through this intro. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups don't count. Ready? Go. everybody this is wood welcome to mental policing and uh could you do it did you do it did you name 10 in that time well if you didn't that's okay let me take you on a little journey down memory lane i have a brother an older one and we are a few years apart in age i'm the younger so you can imagine that growing up there were battles nothing that didn't end okay enough but we still battled I'm sure our mother would say she lost many years of her life um, during this time. She probably felt like it was being cut short uh, through some of those battles. Well, going back to when I was a youngin' um, and we would battle, uh, I am not too proud to admit that I was 10 and my brother was 16 and he could beat me up. You heard that right. I was 10 and a proud 16-year-old would beat me up. (laughs) Anyway... I was a little quicker and a little craftier, and as we got a little bit older, I got a lot quicker and a lot craftier. Um, I would like to say a lot stronger. So sometimes I could avoid his grabs and his punches and when he tried to get me uh, when I was younger, only because I was a little bit quicker and probably smaller. And let's face it, he probably just quit trying to chase me sometimes. I wasn't worth it. But sometimes I couldn't. And these sometimes led to big battles. And if you followed me long enough in this journey, you'll know that I like to run my mouth. Uh, I know in the podcast, I typically, um, I try and be uplifting. I try and talk about serious issues. But uh, the fact that I can talk week after week about things should tell you I like to run my mouth. And this has often gotten me in trouble. It took me a lot of years to learn this. So there was a time when I was younger that we battled almost every single day. And it was rough. I was usually 99.8% of the time on the losing end. The other 0.02 point of the time, um, or 0.2 part of the time, I was uh, just running away. So this one particular day, I decided I'm wood. I've had enough. Okay? I was going to kick his a dollar sign, dollar sign. And he was going to remember it. You see... I'd been in karate for a few months, and I had a white belt, but I had a little ribbon on the end because I was working hard, and I was one day going to get my black belt, and on this particular day, I put on my gi, got all suited up, I put on that white belt with its little ribbon at the end, and I was ready. I was trained in the martial arts. So as I sat there and I waited at the back door, because we usually would come in through the back door, I waited there. I could hear him and his friend coming up the driveway. They come in through the back door, and that was my moment. 
As soon as he walked in, I pounced. I jumped on him, and it was butt-whooping time. He was going to get it. I attacked him. I jumped at him, and almost immediately we went to the ground. He wasn't expecting it. So this is where I felt like I had the upper hand. Plus, I was wearing my gi, and that gave me powers. Now, I hadn't thought this all the way through beyond that point. Um, I knew I had my gi on, and I knew I had the power of Grayskull, and I was going to win. Well, here's the thing. I was 10, and he was 16. It was a brief attack. I think I won style points, but that was about it. He snatched me off his side. Slammed me to the ground, and before I knew what was happening, he was sitting on my chest, knees on my arms, and he was up in my face. And then slowly, patiently, he started talking to me. And he started knocking on my forehead repeatedly in a calm, cool, collected manner. And he says to me, Name ten candy bars, and I'll let you go. Easy. I got this. I'm 10. I eat candy bars for a living. I named maybe five. And then I said, Reese's peanut butter cups. And he says to me, that's not a candy bar. So we get in an argument. Mind you, I'm trapped and I have nowhere to go. So I get pissed off. In, in his bizarro world, Reese's peanut butter cups didn't count. So I was stuck. And now I'm mad. It threw me off my game so much all I could do was struggle. And the more I struggled, the worse it got. The knocking suddenly began to hurt bad. It felt like it was punching through my forehead at this point. And all I could do was struggle. I started to cry. I started to scream. I was flailing around, calling him names. Anything that I could think of to get him off, but to no avail. All the while, he sat calmly, knocking and never leaving it alone. Well, in my desperation, I did what any sensible 10-year-old would do. I'd flopped around to the point where my gi had kind of slid down and slid off to the side a little bit. So I composed myself, and I think you got nervous because I quit flailing and quit talking. I composed myself, and I did the only thing I could do in that moment. I peed on him. Yep. I looked the adversary right in the eyes, and I took a big old piss on it. Yeah, it worked. He jumped up and he ran off. Guess who never played that game again, sucker? Well, um, what in the world and why would I ever tell this embarrassing story? Um, funny now, obviously, it's been this many years. But what does this have to do with policing? Well, nothing really, except I was experiencing trauma. As a young man, this was traumatizing. I'm sure my brother was traumatized by this as well. I mean, he did jump off and run away. And in my mind, I remember him shrieking. Um, but that's how I replay it. It was a unique event that happened in our young lives. And here I am many, many years later to talk about it. And I still remember it. But trauma, what is trauma? The dictionary describes it as a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. Some would argue that was just that. We all experience trauma in one form or another. Just the other day, I was speaking with a a relatively new officer, and he told me he thinks he hasn't figured out how to disconnect or push the bad things aside to be able to do what he has to do. I said, that's great. But what do you do when it comes back? What happens when the jar gets too full and you can't keep the lid on? Then what? What do you do? He kind of stared at me for a moment. I could see he hadn't thought about it. 
it's always it, is it always a large event or um, circumstance that causes the drama or the, rather the trauma? No, not necessarily. It can be. What traumas do we bring with us before we even start this job? Have you ever thought about that? We all have our own baggage. We all have experienced trauma in one form or another, big, smaller, in the middle. Maybe we started with some that we didn't realize we had until it showed its ugly face. But just because you experience trauma doesn't mean someone else sees the same thing you do as trauma. Maybe it's the death of a teen that rocks you, but your partner is just another call. But then you go to the, a different call with that same partner and an elder, er, elderly person who is sad and emotional because their family never visits them, that rocks his world. Does that make either one of you wrong? No. Everyone's difficult is their own. No, pe- no two people are the same. So no one, experiences, no one experiences trauma the same way. And yes, some are very good at burying those emotions and hiding how they are feeling, but don't assume just because you saw something or you feel a certain way, everyone should also feel that way. You should feel the way you do and everyone else should feel the way they do. But here's what I believe to be the important part. Be understanding. Understanding that just because you aren't experiencing it the same doesn't mean you can't empathize. Doesn't mean you can't be there for that person. At this point in my life, I've learned, and I'm still learning for that matter, that I should never be surprised at what someone else's trauma is, and I should help them no matter what. If running over a dog by accident is what hurts someone the most, then be there for that. If we are truly looking out for one another, we shouldn't care if it doesn't affect us. We should care that it affected someone. So to the new guy, learning the skill of pushing the trauma to the side, don't forget to take that lid off from time to time, Shake it out of, the, out of the bag, out of the jar, and fill your glass with joy, happiness, and anything else that brings you joy. Share the burden and share the load because at the end of the day, you would do the same for somebody else. I do believe in trauma-informed care, um, which is the concept of uh, a trauma-informed approach. It, so it's quoted as a program, organization, or system that is trauma-informed, realizes the widespread impact of trauma, and understands potential paths of recovery, recognizes the signs and symptoms of trauma in its clients, families, staff, and others involved within the system. This approach tells us there are other ways of handling things, hard things, because no two circumstances are the same. Everybody sees it from their own perspective. So look out for each other, take care of each other, and allow the others to experience the story in, way in, in the way in which they perceive it. And be careful. All those little knocks on the forehead can add up. And over time, they hurt, they irritate, and they can make you flail about. But stay calm, breathe, get the help you need, and if you have to, take a big old piss on it. Snickers, whatchamacallit, Almond Joy, Mounds, Milky Way, Three Musketeer, Kit Kat, Twix, Baby Ruth, Butterfinger, and a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. That's 11, because you can't beat me now. This is Wood. See you on the next one. Well, we fell apart.